don't know me I am Annie I'm married to Tim he's the guy there who was playing the guitar earlier um, and we are doing a bit of a youth takeover morning so Tim and I and some amazing youth leaders we have the privilege of leading exchange youth and I thought why not start off by highlighting one of our amazing young people so Miss Zoe if you will come on up <laughs> So one of our core values at Exchange Youth is discipleship. We are so passionate about discipleship because we know that when our young people leave Exchange Youth, when they go to college, when they go on with their life, it is their foundational relationship with Jesus that will carry over. It's the most important thing. And so, Zoe, can you tell everyone how old you are and what grade you're in? Um, I'm, I'm, <laughs> um, okay, here. <laughs> I'm 14 and I'm in ninth grade. And Zoe, I think you've been ex part of Exchange Youth for three years now. Is that correct? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> We're doing a bit of back and forth. So Zoe, I, I have a question for you. Why do you believe that discipleship is important for your generation? Um, well, first of all, I think dis discipleship is very important for our generation because I feel like more often now in our generation, we're more prone to fall off track and get uh, fall into temptation of worldly things and forget all about God's promises for us and how he's with us and he is, al is always loving us no matter what and has plans for us. So I think we as a generation need those to guide us and to work in our lives to help us um, to stay on track and remind, of, remind us of what God has in store for us. Um, that's why I'm so thankful for the discipleship opportunities at youth here at Exchange. Many people like Annie, Esther, and Tim, and lots of other youth leaders are continuing to help us at youth to grow closer to Christ. And I think that people of this generation need that. And some of us and me are very appreciative about it. Awesome. Thank you, Zoe. Um, you ready for your next question? I have one more question for Zoe, and that is, because Zoe has been a part of Exchange for a while now, and she's one of the girls who's always been a part of discipleship. So what does discipleship mean to you in your life? Um, I think it's important to me because of the amount of impact it can have. Um, to know that people around me care about me and my relationship with Christ shows how important it means to them and how important it should mean to me. 
Um, just like this church is a community church, we as a community should help each other in our walks and guide each other in the right way. So sometimes when I need to have that person to help me in times of trouble or if I'm not handling a situation right, um, it's nice to have someone there to help me in my walk and to help me to grow closer to Christ each and every step of the way. So I'm really thankful that I have such a encouraging and supportive youth leadership here at Exchange. Awesome. Let's give Zoe a hand. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Zoe. You're so cool and so brave to get up here and do this. Because um, it's scary getting on this stage. At least it's a little bit overwhelming for me. This is definitely not in my comfort zone. But that's okay, because we can do things outside of our comfort zone, right? We can do things and step out. And um, if you are a young person, we want to see you at, on Tuesday nights at 6.30 p.m. at the Ministry Center. We want to walk alongside you in discipleship. We believe in you guys, and we love you. All right. So I'm just going to pray. If I sound nervous, it's because I am. So let's pray. <laughs> so um, just... Everyone bow your head and let's just agree with me. Dear God, I come before you and I lift up this morning to you. I thank you that you are here. You are with us. God, I ask that you would just give me the strength to deliver the word that you've put on my heart. Holy Spirit, I ask you to flood our hearts and just reveal to us your word as we read it today. Amen. All right. So when I was praying this week and asking God, what should I bring to our church? You know, God, what would you have me share? I just felt it on my heart to actually bring a word of encouragement. And I prayed and prayed, and again, that was what was on my heart, was a word of encouragement. And the thing is, I know that every single person in this room, all of you, from the oldest to the youngest, you are going through something unique in your life. You are in a unique season of your life where you are facing unique circumstances. It could be your marriage, it could be family, parenting, work, health, finances. I'm not sure what it is, but whatever you're going through, I know that is unique to you. But you see, God, he sees you, and he knows exactly what you're going through today and in this season. You know, um, I felt this on my heart actually like four weeks ago. And this was before I even knew I was going to preach. Um, but I just felt like a burden to be praying for people who you feel like you are carrying so much in this season and that you don't have the strength for what you're going through. That maybe you feel like you are out of your depth. And I just really had that on my heart to actually be praying and encouraging those who you feel like you're doing things in your own strength and it's actually overwhelming to you. You know, everything is not up to you to carry on your own or figure out. And I want to be honest, there have been seasons of my life where I have felt the same way. And in fact, for the last two years, I have really been going through a season of that. You know, there have been seasons where I can sit at a, in the church or any church and hear a message and understand what the person is saying logically, but maybe not be able to connect it to myself. Or I know there's been seasons where I've read the word and I read what God is saying to me or saying about me or who he's called me to be, but like I'm not feeling that way about myself. I, you know, chances are that I'm not the only person in here who has felt that way. I can read scriptures like God has called me to be the head and not the tell. I can read scriptures that I'm called to be the light of the world, that I'm actually called to be a witness to people around me. 
I can read scripture that I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus and think, are you sure, God? <laughs> like, are you sure that's for me? Or maybe that is for someone else. Someone else who reads their Bible more or someone else who can eat food without spilling it all over themselves. I went to the A's game this week. I left covered in nacho cheese. It was a mess. But I was like, God, are you sure that's for me? And sometimes I recognize that in my life, there can be a disconnect for me. It's a disconnect from knowing what God has said about me and what God has called me to do because I believe he's called me to do things. But sometimes I don't feel like I have the strength to do those things. Now, I know I said this was going to be a word of encouragement, and this does not sound very encouraging, but we will get there. <laughs> but I just wanted to say that I understand what it's like to be in a season where I want to step into what God has called me to do, or I hear and I read in scripture about what God has called me to do, and I do not feel like I have the strength for it. In my own capacity, I know what that's like. And, you know, I want to be very vulnerable today. And I want to actually just open up because if it was up to me, this is not something I would just normally want to share. But I believe that God will use this. You know, I believe God uses what we go through in our lives to bless others. And so, as I said, for two years, I've been going through a really tough situation. And so, for those of you who don't know, I'm actually 18 weeks pregnant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Barely, I'm starving right now, but that's beside the point. I asked Oscar for some snacks. He didn't have any, so we were both in trouble. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm 18 weeks pregnant, but this is not my first pregnancy. This is my third. Yeah, so never shared this before. So this is my third. And so I know what it's like to be going through a two-year journey of believing God for a child and having that prayer answered, and then having that prayer lost. And I know what it's like to be in a season where you're going through this, and you know God has called you to do things. Because I believe God has called me to do things, even in those two years. You know, there were times when I got on the stage and preached, and I felt like, God, how can I do this? Right, so I know what it's like. And um, <laughs> I'm just going to be vulnerable and share with you guys, Okay. And so um, my first loss was in 2020, and I ended up in the emergency room. I'd never been there before. I've never broken a bone. I sneeze once a year. <laughs> like, I, I'm just, like, so healthy, <laughs> honestly. And so I was like, what's going on? I've never been here before. And I went through that loss all alone um, for over eight hours in the emergency room because they wouldn't let anyone be with me. And I recognized, like, how that was very traumatic and hard for me. And I just wanted to share that because I know that there are probably people in here who you feel completely alone in what you're going through. Or maybe you were in a situation in COVID where you were all alone. And so I just want to speak to that today because sometimes when we go through things and we feel alone or we experience trauma, we can begin to actually believe that we are alone. And that is not the truth. So to be honest, with this third pregnancy, I'm 18 weeks, praise God. It's wonderful. But at the beginning of this pregnancy, I'm not going to tell you that I was filled with joy. In fact, I was filled with fear. I was actually filled with a lot of anxiety, and it felt pretty debilitating. 
And I had people in this church pray for me, and I'm so thankful for you guys. But um, I was talking to God about this. <laughs> you see, just because I'm full of anxiety at that time doesn't mean that I can't just not show up, right? <laughs> I still have to go to work. <laughs> I still have to go to youth. I still have to show up. And I know God has still called me to do things no matter how I'm feeling. And I was talking to God, and I said, you know, God, I actually don't feel like I have the strength for this. <laughs> like, I don't feel like I have the strength for round three. I don't feel like I have the strength to even get out of bed today. And I felt God say to me that it would be through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit that I would make it through this season. This is before we began talking about Holy Spirit at church. But that is what I heard him say to me. And then I heard him tell me, I have given you a helper. I have given you a helper for this season, for this circumstance. And so I sharing this story <laughs> is very personal to me because even now as I'm walking through pregnancy, I'm sharing this story because I want you guys to know that there might be situations and circumstances in your life that feel overwhelming to you. But God has given you a helper. This is not about your strength. This is not about how hard you hustle. This is not about American culture and the grind that we're taught. This is about a strength from the Holy Spirit. So let's talk more about this helper today. So we're going to pick up in John 16. And it's when Jesus, he died, he rose from the dead, and he revealed himself to the disciples and they are so thrilled to finally be with Jesus. They finally see him again. And then he tells them, sorry, guys, I got to go. I'm leaving. Can you imagine how shocked and heartbroken they must have felt? But he says to them in John 16, 7, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him the Holy Spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you. So we're going to dive in more. He called him the Holy Spirit, the helper. And the Greek word for the Holy Spirit in this verse is parakalitos. Not sure if that's how you say it. I'm from Texas, <laughs> but we're going to say that's how you say it. So this means one who is called to one side, especially to help. It also means an intercessor, an assistant, or one who pleads the cause of another before a judge. One who is called to one side in order to help. So when I, I had the amplified version on the screen, because I like a lot of words. <laughs> but we see, therefore, the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives is all-encompassing. It is all-encompassing. And the amplified says, he is our comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, and standby. How incredible is that? Does that not get you excited? <laughs> that gets me excited. You see, I have seen this in my own life. I have seen this over the last two years in my life. He has been my comforter. When my heart has been broken, he has been my comforter. When I've been alone in my room, he has been my comforter. And let me tell you what, from the age of a little girl, I have seen the Holy Spirit as a comforter in my life. 
I have actually felt that physically. If you are hurting today, the Holy Spirit is your comforter. I have seen him as my counselor. During this time, I was giving counsel to other people. It's not that I stopped doing those things, and I had the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to navigate that. He has been my strengthener. When I have run out of strength, he has given me the strength to keep going. That is who he is. That is who he is to us. Praise God. So you have the strength you need for this season of your life through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And you have the strength you need to walk out your life as a believer to do the things that we're called to do because we are called to do good works. We are called to minister to others. You have the strength you need to operate in the gifts of the Spirit through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. This is not up to us. And today, I actually want to dive into a passage of Scripture that um, reminds me how the Holy Spirit can empower us. And this is actually, it was a word of encouragement from Paul to the church of Ephesus. And I love this scripture. We're going to really dive in and focus in on it today. So it's Ephesians 3.16, and it's the amplified version. It's kind of long, so maybe read along on the screen. It says, may he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self, your indwelling, your innermost being and personality, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints the width and length and height and depth of his love, fully experiencing that amazing, endless love, and that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses knowledge without experience, and that you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God, so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely completely filled and flooded with God himself." How beautiful is that prayer? Who in here you want that for your life? Anyone? I know that that is what I want for my life. And there are a few things from this scripture that I actually just want to dive in today and focus on today because I have some thoughts from it that I think will really help us understand the empowerment of the Holy Spirit in our own lives. Does that sound all right? Okay. So the first thought I have around this is the Holy Spirit strengthens us. So this is out of verse 16. We're going to look at it again. And it says, may he grant you out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his spirit in your inner self. Hmm. So when I read that, it says out of the riches of his glory. So that does not mean that there's a limited amount of glory, right? This reminds me that God's glory is abundant. There's a richness of his glory that provides us strength and energy. And it's strength and energy through the power of the Holy Spirit. Who in here you would like some strength and energy? Anyone? Pregnancy fatigue is real. <laughs> like, I could take a nap right here on this stage in front of all of you. 
and have no problem going to sleep. I can sleep anywhere, anytime. I've never been like that. Who in here, you are a morning person? Raise your hand. I just want to call you out. Tim Stanford, raise your hand. You terrify me, all of you. <laughs> like morning people, you scare me. I do not wake up with energy. I crawl out of bed. I barely make it to the coffee pot. <laughs> you know, I, um, people ask me, am I a morning person or a night person? Like, neither. <laughs> I'm 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. person. That's about it. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. I don't understand this, but I do not always have strength and energy, you know, and that's so incredible when I think about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. This verse says that we have access to strength and spiritual energy. Like, oh my goodness, I want that in my life. And again, as I said, that's so incredible because I think we are raised in a culture in America about how it has to be in our strength. You know, I don't know if anyone ever listened to podcasts with entrepreneurs and like, get up at 4 a.m. And you got to hustle harder. You got to do all these things to make it. And I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm saying that there's actually a supernatural strength through the Holy Spirit that we get to access, which is pretty incredible. It's a strength that has nothing to do with us and a strength for whatever circumstance we are facing in our lives. Praise God. You know, it's a strength that people might not be able to see. Turn the person next to you. Do they look very strong? Don't tell them what you think. <laughs> Keep that to yourself, right? But it's a strength that maybe you might not see on the outside. The verse talks about a strength in our inner selves, right? It's an inner strength that people might not see, but they will recognize, right? People will recognize in your life when you're carrying the strength of the Holy Spirit because you'll be the person who stands strong no matter your circumstances. You'll be the person who's standing strong when everyone else is freaking out. You'll be the person they're like, how do you still have faith and joy and courage in this season? And it's because of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Do you, did you receive that? Awesome. So my next thought is the Holy Spirit grounds us in love. And this is Ephesians 3.17. I'm reading a lot of scripture today because it's so good. And I just, I love it. And it says, And may you, having been, been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints the width and length and height and depth of his love, fully experiencing that amazing endless love, and that you may come to know practically through personal experience I love that. Practically through personal experience, the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. How beautiful is that? This verse shows us that we can be secure and grounded in the love of Christ, a love that cannot be measured. It cannot be understood. It surpasses our human understanding. And it is the Holy Spirit that empowers us to actually receive that love. <laughs> this is Romans 5.5. 5. I don't have a slide for this, so just jot it down. It says, God's love has been abundantly poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. His love has been poured out abundantly into our hearts. And why does this matter? Why does it matter if we understand this love? Because I believe if we understand this love, it'll radically change the way we live. 
It'll change how we see ourselves, and it will change our behavior. You know, in life, we can experience incredible love from people, right? We can experience beautiful love in life. Maybe you've experienced that from a spouse or a parent or a grandparent or a friend. If you haven't, maybe you experience it from a pet. That's a joke, but I'm not joking because I love my dog, <laughs> right? But you can experience some amazing love in life. I remember um, 11 years ago when I was just 20, I was young and madly in love with Tim. And um, I remember the first time Tim told me he loved me, it completely changed my life. <laughs> it changed the way I saw myself. It changed the way I behaved. My sister said to me, Annie, wipe that stupid smile off your face. You look like an idiot. And I couldn't, you know. Um, I don't know if anyone's experienced this, but it was like someone hit me in a stick in the head and I lost my brain. And I floated to the clouds <laughs> and I was completely overtaken by love. So much to the point that I moved to the other side of the world without either of us having any money and knowing what we were doing. But I was so overwhelmed with love. And you know what? In life, we can experience a glimpse of transformational love. Now think about, right now, the people you love the most. And hopefully when you think about that, you feel something in your heart. <laughs> but there's people that we love in life, and it's incredible to me because I had this revelation of like, I have so much love for my dog, Lucy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have so much love for Tim, right, for people in my world. And that is just a glimpse of the love of God. Like the person that you love the very most, the, our capacity for love, that is just a glimpse of how much God loves us. And he's given us that. Isn't that incredible? So then when you think about that, how much should it blow our mind at how much God loves us? As humans, we have the capacity to love. Imagine the love of God. A love like that should transform us. And what blows my mind is that Paul, he wrote the scripture. He was explaining to us this love of God, and he wrote this from a jail cell. What kind of revelation did Paul have about the love of God if he wrote this from jail? He must have known a love that transcended his circumstances, that he was so grounded and rooted in love that it transcended whatever he was going through. And in challenging seasons, sometimes it is like it can feel harder for us to understand or experience that love. And I can tell you what, that is why we have the Holy Spirit to empower our hearts to always direct us back to that love. So I encourage you today, I pray that you would grasp the love of God for you. And so if we actually understand this in our lives, if we begin operating in the love of God, you know, what would be the result of that? Ephesians 3.19 says, And that you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled up throughout your being to all the fullness of God, so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, completely filled and flooded with God himself. Who loves that? Completely flooded with God himself. Can you imagine being flooded and filled with God that his presence would be overflowing in your life? Now, I'm from Texas. Where I'm from, I'm Houston area in Texas. You guys might know we're notorious for hurricanes and floods. 
I know what it's like to have to pack up my entire life, leave my entire schedule, hop in a car to evacuate because a flood's coming and it's going to take over everything else. And I have some photos for us on the screen. This is Hurricane Harvey. And Tim and I were actually stuck in Hurricane Harvey. And we actually had to evacuate for a couple weeks. And the flood actually took over everything else. So I imagine in our own lives, what would that look like? I think there's one more photo. Yeah. Can you imagine everyone else in this, people going through this, they would have, everything on the agenda would be over, right? Work, school, sporting, all those things have been completely taken over because of the flood. And that's the same with us. I think like imagine the Holy Spirit flooding our lives, everything else would become less important. Our challenges that seem so big, the circumstances that are overwhelming us, there would be less room for that because we are flooded with him. And this is what we actually have available to us, which is so incredible. And my last thought here is his power is at work within us. So this is what Paul finishes his verse with. It's Ephesians 3.20, his prayer with. He says, Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. You know what stood out to me in that verse? <laughs> that he can do infinitely more than we could ever hope or imagine according to his power. According to my power? According to how much I can figure out my circumstances? No, according to his power. And his power is at work within us. Praise God. That's what I want to encourage you with today, with this message. This is a word of encouragement that this is not in your strength, that you actually have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit available to you. And for those of you in here, you're going through a season where you feel like you're out of your depth. You know, when we're at the end of the rope, that's great because that makes room for us to draw on him. I want you to know that today you are not lacking. You're not inadequate. You are not for, like unseen. You are not forgotten. You are not unloved. You have been given a helper. He is your comforter. He is your advocate. He is your intercessor, your counselor, your strengthener, and your standby. And he is with you to empower you in your life. He is with you to empower you in this walk with Christ. And you have everything you need in him. Do you receive that? I pray that you feel encouraged today. And because this is a youth takeover, Tim and I are going to tag team. I'm going to throw it over to him. Can we thank Annie? Yeah, this is a youth takeover. And one thing that we do on Tuesday nights is we always leave room for the Holy Spirit just to work in ways that maybe sometimes words can't. The Holy Spirit knows everything you're going through. As Annie just said, you know, 
she just she said she walked that alone at the, when we first lost the, uh, our first child. And it was, it was something that we walked through together. But it wasn't during COVID and there was a time where we did feel alone. But at the same time, we had the Holy Spirit who lit like went beyond what we just thought, went beyond the flesh and empowered us to still go day by day, still live day by day, knowing that our God is good. And that same God that, that is good for us is good for you. And I know right now that the Holy Spirit knows what is going on, sees what's going on, sees little things. But here's the other thing, the Holy Spirit knows things that you actually don't. The Holy Spirit understands things that our mind has not yet perceived. And I've seen so many times at youth where we have just gone, Holy Spirit, just come and minister. Holy Spirit, come and reveal things. There have been times when the youth have gone, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, this thought came to mind. So, you know, right now, we're actually going to stand. And yesterday afternoon, I was in bed. I got food poisoning. (laughs) And so I'm incredibly dizzy right now. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of funny. (laughs) But I was in bed just kind of going, I don't really know what I'm going to say. And I love when the Holy Spirit just places something in your heart because it's some words that I didn't even think of or I had to write them down because the Holy Spirit really convicted me when I was lying there. It's not about your words that determines mine. (laughs) And I, going into this, I kind of just went, Holy Spirit, I'm just going to right now <laughs> leave, leave it to you. So right now, where you're standing, why don't you just, just lift your hands to God. You know, there's, there's been some things that I know people have been struggling with, that you need an empowerment of the Holy Spirit. It goes beyond anything that you can do. You just receive it. And some of you right now just need God, need the Holy Spirit to just empower you. And you're going to walk with new strength. The Holy Spirit reveal things that you have been holding on to, that that are going to be stripped away in the power of Jesus. So right now, I want you to say, Holy Spirit, come and reveal to me areas that I need empowerment. And just listen. Just tune your ear to the Holy Spirit. If, if there is something that has been revealed to you or you might be actually know something and you just need a fresh empowerment of the Holy Spirit, would you just lift your hand? God, you see every hand right now. 
Holy Spirit, right now, would you empower a move of God right now that goes beyond the natural, goes beyond what we just imagine or what we can think of, God, that you move in ways. God, would you empower right now? I see thoughts and I see chains being broken. weights just being literally cut. There are things that people have been holding on to, pain, hurt, unforgiveness, that maybe there are some things that we need to deal with that the Holy Spirit is revealing right now. But I just see God right now just cutting weights, just cutting weights. Heaviness be gone in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. God, we just pray for any lies that we have believed, any lies that the enemy have placed in our life. God, we just believe right now that, God, you would reveal truth. God, you would reveal your truth in our life, God. God, refresh our minds, God. Help us wake up tomorrow morning knowing your truth and just standing on it, God. Standing on your truth. God, we would walk with empowerment knowing that the Holy Spirit, God, your empowerment is what moves us, God, is what gives us strength for our day. God, we do not rely on the world. We rely on you. God, I thank you. You have called us to be in the world, but we know that right now, in order to do that, God, we need your empowerment. So God, release your empowerment right now in this church. God, I just pray for even times where people are spending time with you, God. I just pray that those times, that there would just be fresh revelation. God, that the Holy Spirit would reveal things in those moments, God. So with all we have, God, we come to you and we lay it down, Father. To pick up your fresh wind, (laughs) to pick up your fresh fire. Thank you, Jesus. just thank Annie one more time. There are many ways you can invest financially into the vision at Exchange Community Church. You can give on our website, exchangecc.com. You can also text any dollar amount to 84321 and follow the prompts. If you would like to send a check, the address can be found on the graphic. But the most helpful way to give is by setting up reoccurring giving on the Church Center app or online at exchangecc.com. This helps us a better plan for future outreaches and ministry needs. Thank you so much for giving and investing into the life of Exchange Community Church.